Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Ethan Schultz. I'm your host of the True You Podcast. Here at True You, we have conversations with people living their best lives in hopes that you will gain value. Enjoy. And we are back in the True You studio for the 65th time. We have Mr. David Gerber on with us today. David is a partner, speaker, and coach with Novus Global, which is an executive coaching for- firm that works with Fortune 500 companies, professional athletes, and high-profile business leaders to develop their lives, transform their teams, and elevate companies to go beyond high performance. With over a decade of leadership development experience, David is passionate about helping people come alive and create extraordinary results. Committed to building and strengthening communities, David is a long-term volunteer with D5 Ventures, which is an organization that works with people in prisons and transforms the lives of business leaders and people with criminal histories through collaboration along the entrepreneurial journey. With Defy, David MCs and facilitates sessions and coaches inmates on business plans. Additionally, he has done volunteer work internationally with the world's most impoverished children and families. And when David is not speaking on stage or coaching prominent leaders worldwide, he is pushing his body to the limit, running marathons, even competing a full Ironman. And an international traveler, David has spent time in Africa, Central America, Asia, Europe, uh, all for both work and play. Mr. David Gerber, welcome. Happy to be here. My fellow Enneagram 7, we are live. (laughs) I had to put my fun shirt on because I was thinking about the energy of this call. I'm like, this you is should the, have told this, me, man. I could. This have, is the uh, appropriate shirt. I could have busted out some. I'm sure I got a Hawaiian shirt around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your energy, um, man. I just like I. I, I want to lead off with that. I, I always receive warmth and like there's just a connection that I feel like I have with you, and you're just so much fun. And and you're and you're dedicated to your craft. You're you add so much value. You're a very powerful coach, but you have such a fun aspect to you, which I, that's me. I'm an Enneagram 7 too, so I love that, man. Thank you for being you, brother. I I appreciate that. I've I've really enjoyed our time together as well and uh, getting to grow together and all the challenges of life. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. I mean, what, what I think of when I think of David is somebody who is constantly uh, seeking growth for his own life, for his personal life, for your mental health, your physical health. And I see you doing all these different things. Like you're, you're talking about cold showers one day, we're jumping into (laughs) springs here. Um, We're doing meditation. There's all these different remedies. And I'm curious, just, I know you've been on a journey uh, for the last little over a year. Like how, how has that journey impacted you? And and what, what have you been experiencing? What have you been up to? Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll set a context uh, just because I think it helps people with uh, with kind of seeing the trajectory of things. The um, so in December 2020, uh, I my the wife that I've been married to for 10 years um, came to me and and said she wanted the divorce and and wanted to go our separate ways. And it was a fairly um, I, I try to be brief about it just to kind of set the context, but like it was a fairly amicable. Um, we'd had a great relationship for 10 years and it just felt for her like it was time to to move on, um, which uh, I, 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 it was very, very hard on me. It 
like I'll say it up, like just say it, it like laid me out. It, I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I, there, there'd been a little bit of kind of things I'd seen, but I grew up in a, um, you know, a Christian home where divorce is just off the table. And so I, ne- I didn't expect it in that sense. And I thought, I thought her and I were on the same page with that. And looking back now, we talk about it. I, th- I think it's a good thing. And, um, and, and w- I've learned a lot through the last 14 months, which I'll, sh- I'll share about or 15 months now. Um, but I, uh, I want to be respectful to, to myself and to her and to say, like, I think it was a good choice to, um, and, and it's, it, but which is like a weird thing. Cause like, I, I didn't, that's not how I used to think. Um, and so it's a, it's a really been a challenging season from not only, um, having a relationship, you know, what I would say now is rather than looking at it and calling it a failed marriage, I look at it and call it, uh, we had a great relationship for 10 years and that that's now complete. Um, and, uh, again, so it's, 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 it's not only like that relationship's no longer there, but it's, uh, it was a shifting in some of the philosophies I looked at life. Like I, like I'm, I'm very much a fan of marriage and, um, and people working to stay together if possible. And, and so that got fractured a bit about now, what do I think about this? And that doesn't mean I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, who cares, but it is a, um, it's just a, it's, it's a, a challenging shifting or if you will, deconstructing of different philosophies. And I, I don't I still necessarily know what I think about it. Um, except to say that was the reality I was in, right. Was like at yeah. that point, at that point, my, my ex-wife was, she was, she was like, I'm out. Um, and so like, okay, so now this is, this is my new reality. Um, yeah. so anyway, um, I'll, I'll keep going. Feel free to interject. Well, um, and, and, and like, for, <clears throat> I'm just wondering as I'm listening to you, like, what did that open up for, for you and for her? Like now new beginnings, like, and these, the experience, the journey that you've been on. Yeah. So man, so like, I, 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 I started working with a therapist pretty immediately after that all happened. Um, and it was interesting because uh, up until that point, I, I, I had been, um, th- you know, there's so many different perspectives, but there is some coaching, there is some perspectives in the coaching world, um, to which basically that says like, now that we have coaching therapy is irrelevant, um, essentially. Um, and I had had some mentors in the coaching world that had some folks that, that were ma- very much in that, that perspective and I had adopted that. Um, and I, now I'm not like ashamed of it, but I'm like, man, what was I thinking? Cause now I'm very clear. It's like therapy and coaching are, bo- I'm, I'm, if you come to me and you say, should I do therapy or coaching? I would say, if you can possibly do it, do both. Um, mm-hmm. Because therapy for me is very much like a non-performative space where you get to show up and just be you. And you, you, you know, you're not making like strong commitments per se. You're just like connecting to your emotional side of yourself. You're connecting to your child self, you're connecting to the integrated part of yourself. You're, you're integrating all these things. And I just love it. Cause I feel like, uh, there's just no, I like that, that space in my life where you get to just show up with my therapist. I've got two of them right now and I don't have to perform. I just show up and just like, here's what's going on. Um, and so, so it opened that for me in a beautiful way. And so now I've got two therapists and I've got a coach. Um, and, I, I, I'm just such a huge, huge advocate of therapy. So I started therapy pretty immediately afterwards and I was just fractured. I remembered, hmm. uh, I remember about a, it was a week or two after, um, I found out about the divorce. 
And I'm, I get on a call with this therapist who was a referral from a friend of mine, dear friend of mine. And I get on the call and the therapist like gets on zoom. And as soon as I saw, I never met this guy. He gets on zoom and I just start bawling. I mean, I just start like, I am just, I can't even get words out. Yeah. Yeah. What, what comes up for me is like, this is, is a space that you expect that you can go to that's safe that like yeah. you can let it all go yes. i i'm i'm just getting into with uh, the gal that you introduced me to which i'm thankful for i haven't experienced it either and i've kind of been that guy that's like oh coaching i'm gonna excel i'm gonna create this yeah. life and i there's ther- therapeutic like like in like little pieces of it i feel but like the safe space to sit and heal and go deep like i'm fascinated by that i'm excited for that man like, yeah, tell, I'm, can you like walk us through a little bit of what that experience, like just how, how you, how you feel in there, how they like approach it are some yeah. different than others? Like, yeah, very much so. So, so this was part of my journey. The last 15 months was, um, really, I, I didn't know the therapy world. All I, all I think I really knew was essentially kind of talk therapy, um, uh, which is one, one, um, a pr- one we'll call it a modality so it's one modality is talk therapy it's phenomenal wonderful um I, i'll kind of go through the list of all the things i've done just to, and then we'll we'll tap into some of them so i've done um i've done talk therapy i've done um breath work therapy and specifically in that vein i've done um i highly recommend there's a book called the presence process and it's a it's a book where you read the first half which which explains the process and then the second half is a week by week thing where you do a breathing practice 15 minutes every morning and every night for 10 weeks. Um, I've done two rounds of that. Um, and I'm going to do, I'm going to take a break for three weeks and then do another round of 10, 10 weeks. Um, and I, I can't recommend that enough. So if you're looking to explore even just the, and what's funny is breath work has so many modalities. Um, so I won't go into the depths of that, but I, so I did talk therapy, breath work. Um, I've done, um, somatic, what's called somatic body work. Um, which is where it's more of a hands-on. So it's a manual therapy, um, less of it, le- less of like a talk therapy. Um, so like it, it, the, the guy I worked with was a guy in Sedona, Arizona, and he actually like massages your body and, and kind of looks for where things might be, might be stuck in your body. Phenomenal, mm-hmm. phenomenal guy. His name is Dave. Um, I, and let me, let me say the names of some of these people. Cause if you want to reach out to them. So, um, the, the talk therapist was a guy named Derek Morgan. Um, the, the, uh, the breathwork gal in Sedona was, her name is Michelle Peterson. Uh, I'm happy to share, we can put links to all their websites in the, in the show notes. Um, the somatic body worker was a guy named, uh, Jacob Massey, M-A-S-S-E-Y phenomenal. Um, the, I also worked with an acupuncturist and a traditional Chinese uh, medicine person in Sedona. His name is, um, Adam DeViro. I really liked him. Now I'm working with, um, uh, I feel like I'm missing one in there. Oh yeah. So I'm working with a guy named Ted Ryder who is, um, who works with, uh, uh, John Wineland's work. So again, we put all these links in there. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and then recently I'm working with a gal named Sienna wand, um, who is a trauma informed, um, holistic coach. Um, and so anyway, so I I've done all that. those things and then I'll, and then, and then like Ethan mentioned, I've done, I, I, I still work out vigorously because for me, working out is a huge thing. So doing things like deadlifts and lunges and like lifting um, heavy weights from the ground has been like, it's funny, like I'll, I'm going to do some deadlifts this afternoon and um, I don't go, I don't go crazy on it, but I do heavy and like, 
I'll do six rounds of 10, um, which is a advice from a guy named Andrew Huberman, um, who has an amazing podcast called the Huberman Lab Podcast. And he recommends that. And almost every time still to this day, if I go do six rounds of 10 heavy deadlifts, um, I'll actually have like an emotional release afterwards. It's a, wow. it's an interesting thing. And so I'll, I'll get on the Peloton. I'll do the ice baths. I'll do, I mean, I'll do kind of, uh, everything that. to to move energy or move emotion in my body so let me pause there go go ahead it, it, oh yeah no I'm, I'm soaking it all in i love it and I, like there's a couple of questions that come up for me in this and the, the first one is like how do i know which one's best for me in therapy yeah. yep so part of it is um so for me i didn't know um it was experimental so what was interesting was i was on a trip with um, some good friends in sedona um, uh, and I, I, there was, I, we were, we rented an Airbnb. So I was with Jason and Amanda Jagger, the, their, their brother and sister, and then her two boys. It was so much fun. So we rented a house on Airbnb. And, and so then I was like, oh, let me look at, so Airbnb does these experiences now. Right. So I look up Airbnb experiences and I've done some equine therapy in the past, which is therapy that involves interacting with horses. And you can go research that, but it's, I freaking love it. It's one of my favorite things. Wow. The whole thing I've done. Right. So that's fascinating. Um, so I see this um, equine therapy experience on Airbnb experiences like fantastic. I was like, this sounds great. So that's how I met Michelle Peterson, who um, was an act like she I feel like she was an angel in my life last year because um, I met. So I, I randomly met her in May. I went back and forth on whether I was going to go see her, um, but I finally just booked it. We had a pre-call and it was one of those things. Again, I was at a pretty I was, it was May. So it had been about five or six months since the divorce, since the divorce started. Um, so I was still in a pretty rough, pretty uh, fragile place. And I remember mm -hmm. I showed up there. I'm with her. I'm petting the horses. And she asked how I'm doing. I just, I just break down. I was just like, I was just on the edge every time. And she just really connected with me. And so we started off doing horse therapy. And then she told me about this breath therapy. I was like, well, tell me about this. I'd never heard of this. Um, so I just, I started doing that. Then she connected yeah. me with Jacob uh, Massey, who did the the body work stuff. And then she also connected me with Adam DeVero, who did the acupuncture and um, some other kind of stuff around masculinity. So, um, so for me, I'm, I'm, I'm not like one of those, I'm not as much of one of those people who's just like, Oh, like, you know, follow what shows up kind of things, but that's sort of what happened. I, I mean, I get it. Just, it was like, it was wild how, and even Michelle even connected me with John Wineland's work. And then, and then that's how I got connected to Ted Ryder. And so, so, um, so to answer your question more poignantly, um, I would say experiment with it and also ask around with people, right? Mm -hmm. So like ask people what different modalities they've done and what works. I'm sure you could Google it, but like, so right now I'm working with um, somebody who's trauma informed because I realized that I had some, what's what I understand to be called now developmental trauma in my life. So mm -hmm. like, which is different than I think it's called, uh, I hope I'm not botching this, but I think it's called acute trauma where okay. acute trauma I think is, uh, more again, I might be botching that word, but like developmental trauma is like little traumas that happen more throughout your life. It's kind of systemic okay. versus like, uh, the other trauma, I think it's acute trauma, but it's like where something significant happened to you. Um, gotcha. like, like a, like a really traumatic event typically. Mm. Um, and that might be more than one, but like, so I realized I had this developmental trauma that I'm, I'm very much in the middle of right now. And so if, and I think. I honestly think more people have developmental trauma than they realize. 
Um, and I'd never, I didn't, number one, I didn't know what it was till three, four months ago. And so when I, when I reached out and was talking with Sienna, um, I was, you know, she was explaining to me what that was. And I was like, huh. Cause I, cause I, I knew I didn't have some significant traumatic event happen in my life, um, mm-hmm. where my life was ever at stake or, you know, anything like that. Right. So, so, so as you're navigating it, I think it's, it's, it's knowing what's out there in terms of different modalities and, um, Mm. and talking to people who have been through different modalities and have them point you in the right direction. Um, so like when I talk with people, if they're at all interested, um, I'll say, Hey, I would maybe start here. And I don't think it's a, I think it's more of an art than a science. It's like, Hey, what, well, what things are holding you back? Where are you struggling? And mm-hmm. I can usually probably point people in the right directions of like, hey, try this out for six months or three months. Mm-hmm. Try this out for six sessions and see. It's fascinating you know. how many different modalities or different forms of therapy there are. Yeah, like I, I'm I'm new to this space and like I me too. Yeah, I was. Wow, there's a lot, and it's fascinating. Like I I I love learning about it. Um, and the word trauma, like uh, that's just coming up for me right now. Hearing that, I'm like, that has such a impact on us and like how sometimes it can be so slippery and sneaky and we don't even really understand that it's there and then it it drives a lot of how we show up yeah in life like yeah um yeah i'm just thinking about that right now as you're saying that like i i have you found that like processing this trauma is like how how would you speak on that like your experience yeah so what one of the um one of the best questions so what 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 i've done a lot recently in sessions with the trauma person i'm working with um siana um is she'll uh, she'll have me close my eyes and and really kind of um she'll she'll guide me a bit right so i'll close my eyes and i'll do some visualization and and a lot of times it's it's just like hey what comes up for you when you think about this developmental trauma that you've experienced Mm -hmm. and so i'll sit with it sometimes i'll sit there and breathe and just take deep breaths for like two three minutes um and then she'll say what you know what's coming up for you and um and so i'll just sense for me i'm again i'm new at this i'm not i'm not a professional but at this but i'll just really connect with what's going on for me and so tons of things different things will come up sometimes it's tension in my body Sometimes it's resistance. Like, like I'm sensing, like, I don't want to go here right now. Like my body is fighting this. I don't like this. Right. Cause I, um, let me just share kind of more practically. So it doesn't feel like it's abstract. So like, um, I grew up in, you know, with a fake bat faith, faith, not fake with a, with a faith background, <laughs> fake body. I thought I like a turn I wasn't expecting. So I grew up in a, there's, in a, a, there's a smile. I'm looking yeah, for that. That's smile. right. There we go. So I grew up in a faith background in the Christian church yeah. and I have a lot of, um, a lot of really great memories. Um, and, and so it's really hard for me to speak about, um, the things that were difficult about that for me. Cause I want to be respectful of of that and not just throw the baby out with the bathwater and just say all oh, that, you know, down with it all. That, that's mm-hmm. not my perspective. Um, and, but there were things. Um, so, so growing up in the church, I was also grew up in what's called like purity culture mm-hmm. um, where uh, again, and, and I don't think all of that is bad either. Uh, but I think there are some aspects of it that I think aren't 
aren't healthy. And I don't necessarily know how deep we want to go into it here, but like, um, in my experience, uh, with, with, uh, with the church and purity culture is, is they, uh, the, the teaching in my opinion has more to do with teaching you what to think rather than how to think. Mm. So it, it doesn't facilitate independent thinking. Um, and like, like, um, like coming to conclusions on your own, it's like, this is a thing you're going to think because this is the right thing. And if you think other things, like almost like subconsciously, like you're a bad person, you're falling away from the faith. You're not being a good Christian. God's disappointed in you. Right. And so I learned through most of my life. And I want to get, I want to be careful how I say this, but I kind of learned to play the game, right? Like I learned how to be a good Christian for the most part you know, and, and all these things. But now as I look back on it, I I think I'm realizing like, oh, I was, I was, I was kind of going along with what I knew. It's like, here's the script. Here's what to think. And if you think this way, people will mm-hmm. think you're a good Christian and you're like in the faith and God's yeah. happy with you. And, and now I'm realizing like, like, oh my gosh, like I wasn't really thinking much on my own. And now it's it's like so there's a grieving so like kind of back to more practical so like when I'm sitting with the uh, with, with the person I'm working with, she's guiding me through that and all the emotions and all the things that come up and the frustrations and sometimes it's hard to admit like there's times where I'm like man I'm really pissed mm. I'm really angry there's and I'm saying this like nicely now but there's like mm-hmm. there's like rage that comes up within me when I think about. Um, some of that stuff. And then I just wrestle with it. And I just sit there and breathe for three minutes. I could just, it's almost like I can feel all this stuff in my body, like rustling around like a, like a washing machine. Yeah. And then I just sit with it and she gives me space to just, and that's what I'm learning is just, I'm imagining like, like a cover being removed to your subconscious and like what's really there and who David really is. And like, like, um, independent thinking or how you think that's powerful like because i i relate to everything that you're saying and i thank you for sharing that and like i like when when she has you sit like that that there's some magic in just sitting and even in coaching too it's like just sit in it slow down what else anything else like what's there but like this is different obviously than coaching less maybe generative more explorative would that be so like yeah but i love i love the pause and like the depth of it and like removing the cover and like letting everything come up that like it's scary (laughs) it sounds a little scary but it's exciting too i feel yeah it it very much is because you don't know what's going to come up and then you you know things will come up and you're like well uh, some of the stuff will come back from the past of like well i'm not supposed to think that way right i'm not supposed to feel that i'm supposed to just get with the again i, I want to be careful but like I, i'm supposed to just get with the program right yeah. i know the program just play the program but then there's something that in me that says like that's not the right way either right and so like that's what i'm that's what i'm mostly wrestling with and for me it'd be a lot easier to just kind of go back with what all the things i learned rather than to actually go into the depths of like wrestling with this stuff um so like yeah. going back to all the things that you've learned to me is like <clears throat> leaving the job undone like it's yeah. like that like i i'm making peace with where it's at which maybe not always is bad but if there's like a tension or hanging on to something like i i feel like well why you know like like 
let's explore deeper, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But it's, it's, I would say like if people listening to this, it's like, it's not for the faint of heart. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and in some ways I, I did not seek this out. Like it, uh, you know, like it, it, it came to me almost in, in some ways, if you will. So like, it's a weird thing in that sense. Like I, I think there's kind of two ways people can get into us into this kind of like deciding to journey into this. And that one way is, um, you know, you just notice some things in your life and you choose to dive in. Um, and then the other way is something does happen now. It could, you know, so it could be a death of a loved one. It could be, um, you know, divorce. It could be, um, you know, something, something significant. You lose a job sometimes. So like there, there's sometimes where you, you almost get thrown into it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like wondering how, or what inspires David Gerber to be such an adventurous modality? Like, yeah. Who's, who's that guy? What, what, like what's inside of you? <laughs> so, well, I think that th- th- there's two kind of answers to that. Cause I was, I was doing the, like the ice bath things. I've been getting coached for a decade. I was doing um, the marathons and the Ironman, which I, 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 uh, I, I should modify. Like I, I haven't done, I, I did my Ironman was in 2016. So it's been, um, almost six years since I did my Ironman I ha- and then marathons before that. So I don't do much endurance stuff anymore. I still work out quite a bit and stay fit. But um, I was doing a lot of that stuff before. And what drove me then is a little bit different than what drives me now. But what drove me then was um, I just enjoyed to a degree uh, doing things that I never imagined I could do. Um, and so I was a guy who could, you know, in high school, I played baseball and I think everybody knows baseball players aren't necessarily, you know, known for their, you know, being in shape, like maybe a basketball or soccer player, right? They're chewing tobacco on the yeah, sidelines. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I could have fun yeah. with that and, and everything. Yeah. But I, I still remember we run, we'd go on this 1.2 mile run around this park where we played. Um, There's a field inside the park and we played, but we'd run this 1.2 mile loop. And I just remember it being like horrible. And then if we got in trouble as a team, which we did often, we'd have to run two loops, which was like 2.4 miles, right? And it was like, oh, wow. oh my <laughs> gosh, right? And so then you can imagine the first time um, a friend asked me about running a half marathon, I was like, that's a little bit more than 2.4 miles, you know, because it's 3. yeah, it's 1. a lot 1. <laughs> I was like, absolutely not. And then, but I, I, I tend to get talked into things. And so I, I, I went forward and. Uh, did some training, whatever. And I still remember the day after I did the half, half marathon, my brain was like, man, that was pretty cool. I've never done that. I never thought I could ever do it. I wasn't particularly in great shape. Um, you know, the years before that. So I was like, I wonder if I could do a full marathon. Um, and so then I go and I, I find a, I find this trail marathon, which is harder than a regular marathon, but way more fun for me. I'm so glad I did. I, I, I don't like street race races anymore. Cause there's just too many people trail mm. marathon was awesome. It was like 200 people running out in the woods forever. I didn't hardly <laughs> see anybody else on my run. It was awesome. Um, and yeah. then that was, that led to things. So, um, so th- it was, it was, there's such a euphoric feeling. I remember when I crossed the, the, the finish line at the trail marathon, I literally broke down and started crying. I was just like, I never thought I would do anything <laughs> like that. Um, and I, you get the feeling like I, I'm an emotional guy, right? So like I just yeah. enjoyed that. And people with merit, when I did the Ironman, same thing happened, which is more common because it's such a huge feat for people. Mm-hmm. So, so I've, 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 I've always just been intrigued. The, the ice bath was like a thing that was like nuts. I remember hearing about it, especially the cold showers. A friend of mine told me about it 
And, you know, I was just like, this is nuts. Um, and then I built up to a place where I could easily like, and I don't mean this to be weird, but it's like, you can build up to it and I could easily do a three, five, 10 minute ice cold shower in Denver, Colorado in the middle of winter. So the water's probably cranking out at 48 to 50 degrees ish, you know? Mm. And then I, and then I've done the, the ice baths where you can actually get the temperature down into the thirties. Yeah. And it was just always like a fun thing to, um, and, and now that I I've, I've studied some of the depths of it where it's like, it's actually good to put your body in uncomfortable positions because we've gotten to be so comfortable as a society where, um, you know, really it's like your whole day can be fairly comfortable, right? You get from a yeah. comfortable bed to a hot shower to, um, you know, you got comfortable carpet on the floor to a comfortable couch to a comfortable chair. So everything's comfort. And, and like, you think about back in the kind of like the a thousand years ago, very little was comfortable, right? They didn't yeah. have these, these, these awesome Nike or Jordan shoes and sweatpants and athleisure. That, no, that would be was, funny if a caveman was wearing Jordans though. Oh, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> but, so um, it's, I, I like, I found the, the, the value in putting my body and my mind into uncomfortable things. So I, yeah, like the adventurous, like, like I, I love just the, open mind and, and adventurism that you carry. Like I'm going to go and experience these things and, and gather data, see what it's like, and then yep. see what works for me. And yep. um, I can relate to that to an extent until it becomes very uncomfortable. And sometimes I back out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah. just, but like, I love like, like the first time I tried acupuncture or like yep. I did a lot of the um, sensory deprivation tanks. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Like, I haven't done those. That, that's saunas, that, but that's a little different. <laughs> yeah, and like they're all they're all so unique too, which is just really it it's it's fun to explore them and see what what comes up for us when we're in those spaces. Like when I did the sensory deprivation tanks, um, I was able to feel like a calmness come over me for like even days after it. Like it's Are so you talking deep. About the float tanks. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I have done that. I have done that. Sorry, I was thinking about like. Uh... Uh, the, the altitude chambers or whatever they call it that they put pilots the cryo like, chambers no 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 like the the things i'll do with like astronauts and things like that where it's oh like a, that would be sweet <laughs> that would like, dude, the, it, the like zero gravity chamber or whatever dude, it is. they'll do those things they'll put people in them and they'll come out and they can't they'll they'll have like a you know the thing where you put a square peg in a square hole like for kids yeah and they'll have like people like grown men and women come out and they'll be trying to hammer the 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 square into the circle and they'll be like hammering it so anyway that's a whole other topic so um wow. but yeah so the, the the float tanks dude i did it once and it i was still in a pretty deep part of my healing season it was actually Ooh. really tough i want to try it now because i'm i'm starting to feel a little better now 15 months later from the divorce <sighs> but like um i was in a i was in a tough place when i did that and i remember it being like it's weird because it's like you're you feel like you're kind of floating out in space no yeah you're you're nothing like, yeah. to grasp onto like, it, it trains you to let go too. And yes. I think that a lot of this is related to that. It's like here modality yeah. take over. Yep. You know? Um, and yeah, I like for me, I, I know that we're on different journeys, but there's like, thank you for always being open and loving because I'm yeah. like, I'm going through an intimate like opening season and slowing down and, and taking love in and and yeah. like being more aware not not needing like things just like being being present and like there's been this little journey i've been on and and um 
where was I getting with that? The like the flow tanks, like for me, when I did that a lot was just like a space I could go that was just completely to reset and to yeah, um, like allow like whatever's inside of me to come up and to like let it just be around me, outside of me. Ever like it's like the, all the conscious like in the senses go away, which makes it really wild it's too, wild like, it's super wild yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i want to but i wanted to close the loop on like so like i did a lot of that stuff before right mm -hmm. and the motivation was a little bit different than it has been the last 15 months and the last 15 months very much has been so what they what a lot of people say therapists and you know call them healers or whatever you want to call it they say when something gets broke open um oftentimes uh, especially something like a divorce or something like that, it, it oftentimes breaks open everything in you, right? So there mm -hmm. might have been other things I was holding together underneath the surface and the divorce kind of broke that that first significant layer and then there's all this stuff underneath there that that I hadn't probably been dealing with that I could have been dealing with, um, but I, I just didn't either know or whatever it was. And so mm -hmm. this last 15 months that the impetus has been very much less of like the like try the ice baths and make yourself uncomfortable and also although <laughs> although most of the last year i was doing two to three three minute cold showers a day to because there's some days i was in very very dark places like mm. like like not like suicidal but like I, I i wouldn't mind if the plane went down kind of thing like yeah. no joke and so there'd be times where it, like if you don't know this um about cold showers it, it increases your dopamine 250%. Mm. I mean, it is, it is, it is not insignificant and is very significant. Yeah. So would, oh, your relationship with the cold, you brought this up one time, like, like how you're relating to cold and like all, like this is coming up in a lot of your modalities too. And I'm like, tell me more. Can you unpack that? Like the value of that? Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, and, and people can, you can do it. Like there's so much research being done on it now. And if you are interested, there's a guy named Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F, who has kind of pioneered the the recent surge in this. Um, and there's so much research about it, but like the dopamine one is huge. There's, I mean, it's anti-inflammatory. There's dopamine rush. There's, um, uh, it's like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. It's really good for your skin, you know, like all these things. And so like people can, mm -hmm research that. And I'm, I'm, I hopefully I'm not misquoting anything, but like, go research it. There's tons of studies that have been done on it now. Um, even to the point of like Andrew Huberman, again, who does a ton of science, he's like, do, you know, you want to do 11, about 11 minutes a week broken into three or four different segments of cold exposure, right. Where it's uncomfortable, but not like unbelievably awful, right. Kind of thing. So it stresses you a bit. Um, oh, and then like, if you get to a point where you're shivering, it actually like dramatically increases your metabolism. Um, and it, it, it pushes your body into a good stressful situation where it recovers from it. And it, it's, it's just good. It's just wow. good for so many things. So again, don't take my word for it. I'm not a doctor, go do your own research, whatever it is. But like when I was in those really, really dark places, um, a, a, a three minute cold shower at about 50 degrees, um, would, would give me like three to four hours of like, I feel okay. And then I might dip again. And so I'd go and, and so I go do another three minute cold shower. And so I was doing two to three a wow. day um, just because uh, 
I, I, I didn't know what I, 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 that's how dark it was. And I, again, I, I, I'd never been in that kind of place in my life. Maybe once when I was in my early twenties, I did had a depression season for like eight to 10 weeks, but like, this was different. It, this was like a very, very dark place. And the cold showers brought, would, would bring me back for three to four hours. And so if you haven't ever tried that, and I know it sounds absurd, um, but you can learn how to do it. And there's, there's all kinds of tutorials online on how to build up to that. I don't, don't recommend going and do three minutes right away. Yeah. You know, do 15 seconds for a week every day, do 30 seconds after that, do, you know, build up to it and you can, but again, talk to your doctor. Um, so, uh, but, but again, so like the major impetus before the divorce and then after the impetus of the after was very much on, I want to heal. I want to mm -hmm. heal from the, from the divorce. I want to heal from, um, like just stuff in my life right mm -hmm. not that not that anybody was malicious but there's just a lot of stuff you go through and you mm -hmm. and you've got to heal from it and grieve it and sit with it and process mm. it things like that so that was very much because I, I i wanted um i want very much wanted to want to be a very holistic person who yeah. can love who can love other people without any obstacles in my way mm -hmm. and, and the best i can understand it is like all the stuff that it that that we haven't addressed in our own life it prevents us from loving others well and i wanted wow that's powerful yeah and i want to i really want to be able to love people well and 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 um like uh, like i'd love to be the yeah. person who they write books about for how i loved but but not just not just because like oh he loved well but like how did he do that how has this uh, yeah. supported your coaching journey? Well, you know, funny enough is um, I'm pretty open with my clients because the coaching space for me is a very sacred relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and Same. so I've, I've shared with most of my clients about the journey. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's kind of a weird thing, right? Because as a coach, I'm like, oh, I should have it together. My marriage shouldn't be ending, you know, all these things. So as, there's a part of me is like, gosh, I don't want to share this. But then yeah. I said the health, you know, the health that I'm going to share with people. And so I just tell them like, hey, this is what I'm going through. Um, and I'm still committed to you. I'm still committed to your vision. I'm still committed to being present. And, um, yeah, and man, I it, find that strong. Yeah, That's with a number of the clients, like, man, they were like it it kind of broke down any sort of a sense of a barrier between coach and client where I have it together and they don't. And they were mm -hmm. like, they were so appreciative and they, they said, man, mm -hmm. it, it's, they said, it's nice to know that you're human too. And I was like, yeah, like I'm absolutely yeah. a human. Right. Yeah. Um, but when it's, when it's like a relationship that's set up typically where it's like, I'm coaching, they're the client, yeah. right. It's, it's like, People that's look the at space you a certain that's, way by default. Yeah. That's what the space is for. And so I even like when I would tell most of my clients, I would tell them on a separate call. It wasn't a part of their coaching call. It was, hey, can mm. we can we grab 15, 20 minutes? You know, I want to just update you on some things. Yeah. And um, and so that I got to share that with them outside of the coaching space. Um and I'm wondering too, like how did um and that's amazing, by the way, like how people just open like when you they see you be vulnerable and honest, like there's just this trust level and like willingness yeah. to lean in that just is insane. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of coaches are willing to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I know I have a lot of upgrades in that department, but um, yeah. also what I'm wondering is like, how does all do all these modalities impact how you show up as a coach or how you, do you integrate anything into coaching? Do you notice like the, how does it, 
like the overall vision of coaching, how does it impact? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the biggest thing has been is like, I have such a desire for people to have very holistic lives, right? I want people to understand that you can be elite um, and still be values driven. So mm. like what I mean by that is like, cause a lot of times people think like, oh, if I'm going to be a phenomenal, have a phenomenal career, I can't be a family person, right? If I'm going to have a phenomenal career, I can't be a great mom. I can't be a great spouse. I can't be a great dad. I can't, you know, be a great family person. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I want to, I want to demolish that concept. And I want people to understand that you can be an incredible, have an incredible career and, and have an incredible family life if that's what you want, assuming you're committed to that. Um, but it, but it takes reinvention of oneself and increasing your, like, the capacity that's within you in order to do that. Like you've got to become a better leader so that you're not doing everything that takes you 80 hours a week. You've got to learn to delegate so you can work 50 hours a week and still accomplish the same amount of thing. But most people operate on a certain modality for so long that for them, the only way to increase business is to work more um, mm -hmm. a lot of times. And so I love the idea. So for me, it's, I want people to be holistic. I want them to be elite and values driven. And, um, and a lot of times there's things that get in the way that coaching helps with. Um, there's also things that get in our way that therapy helps with. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think coming into it with that angle, like I've shared with a lot of clients and I said, Hey, um, I really think adding therapy to, you know, so having continuing the coaching, but adding therapy would be very, very valuable for you. And I've had clients mm -hmm. that have done that. Um, and, uh, and it's been really, really helpful to the, co it's actually enhanced the coaching space. And that's love. I mean, you did like, like purely like the transparency you're talking about and the vulnerability was amazing. And then also being willing to know this is what I believe is best for you or what I would recommend or how I think you could be served. Like, yeah, not needing that to be just my client. It's like, no, that this is where you're at. Like, I see it like this way. That's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. And I've felt that from you, like for me too. And I want to acknowledge you, like there's just this pure, like uh, being for the individual. I felt that love and yeah. um, there'll be a book written. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've written the outline. I, I haven't, I haven't written the book. It got, I started writing about this journey a lot and worked with a company actually to, um, uh, uh, to, to, to write the outline. And it's, it's what they, they specialize yeah. in. Um, and I went to start writing the book and it was just too, it was just, too, I was like, I, I can't do this right now. It's too heavy. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but it, it will be forthcoming. Um, and it's really about this journey. Um, did you do your Ted level. talk when you were on this journey too? Was that I in the did. Mix? Yeah. So again, the divorce started December, 2020. My Ted, mm -hmm. TEDx talk was March, 2021. Wow. So, right in the midst of it, man. Yeah, I still sometimes I, I but I for me it was well and the funny thing about it was my TED talk was supposed to be March 2020. Um, but as we all know, COVID hit. And so about two weeks before it got canceled or like uh rescheduled and it kept getting pushed back and getting pushed back and getting pushed back because mm -hmm. COVID was just that first year, obviously it was nuts. So it ended up getting pushed back to March 2021, which then put it about three to four months after the divorce. 
Uh, so wow. I, <laughs> you pulled it off very well, brother. Yeah, and I, I just I wanted to do that so badly, and so I really mm-hmm. just gutted through it. And the the yeah, ego is not your enemy, brother. I remember right. it. Uh, let's yeah, that we can the dragon. We can, that we'll have to have people that. look that up. Yeah, the yeah, ego is not your enemy is the title, right? Uh, yeah, your your ego is not your enemy. Um, yeah. is the title. Yeah, yeah, I love that, man. Yeah. Well, we uh we whizzed right through this, brother. This yeah, is awesome. Like, I love the 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 healing touch of this episode. Like, I yeah, um, I like I just relate it to where I'm at and like being able to slow down and look at all this stuff. And like, it, I find it so fascinating the how much there is available to explore too. And like, yeah, it gets me excited. I want to go talk to a horse and jump in the shower. Dude, <laughs> all these I'm things <laughs> i'm telling you it's it, it'll it, it'll um add adventure to your life and i can yeah. almost guarantee you after you've done it you won't be mad you did right yeah. it's like after a great workout it's like nobody gets done with a really great workout and is like man i wish i had just stayed home and laid on the couch nobody ever says that <laughs> no. right and no. so with this this type of work it's like i never get done with a therapy session and be like man i wish i would have just left all that stuff buried yeah yeah I, I, again I, maybe that's happened and, the courage and so to step to into it man yeah yeah so that that'd be my encouragement and and ethan let's make sure we we link to everything i mentioned here because mm-hmm. i want i want people to be able to explore it themselves and um and then if people do want to ask you know me um hopefully i don't get a barrage of too much stuff but like I'm happy to like point people in the right direction. Um, yeah. And where, and where can people find you? Um, like your handles. Yeah, yeah. So Instagram is just at David Gerber. Um, so that's my Instagram handle. Um, you can find me on Facebook or you can email me. My email though is David a Gerber. So there's an a between my first and last name, uh, David a Gerber at gmail.com. I'm happy to kind of point people in the right direction. If that, if that's helpful. Um, that's probably the best ways. My website's davidagerber.com as well. So, awesome. um, and then you can find my TED Talk if you just search for it, or we'll put the link in the in the, uh, in the show notes. Thank you for all the fun, all the love that you bring. You bet. This world, brother. There is one last little thing we always Uh-oh. ask people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Am I ready? Am I ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Um, a general message, whatever's on your heart, whatever's speaking to you for the true you audience that you'd like to leave them with. Man, um, uh, what I would say is there is a depth of love in you that you don't realize. And I can guarantee you that. Um, and, and I would say, uh, you know, part of me just say like, whether it's therapy, coaching or both, like have advocates in your world that hold that space for you. So you can access that love and I guarantee you won't regret it. And um, if you don't know what to go to therapy about, ask people in your life that love you, what should I go to therapy for? Um, Or should I, would you recommend I go to therapy? Um, And then, uh, and then I would highly, highly, highly recommend uh, do some cold exposure, do some, do some cold showers, do some ice baths. There's yeah. tons of stuff online to help you do that. Uh, it, it will be, it's the best thing you, you may have never heard of or thought was crazy. And I can assure you, you won't regret it. There's depths of love inside of you that we haven't explored yet or no, yeah. that we have. That's powerful. 
Yeah, that's open up probably the longest. Them. That was the longest winded. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I've had <laughs> I've had people go for five minutes on the last message, and you're good. It's like, what would you put on um, if you could put anything on a billboard? What would you put on it? Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, how many billboards do I have? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What's the size of font? Let's get it yeah. up there. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. I love you. Thank you. you um, we'll Thanks put everything in the, in the show notes that you're referencing and, um, yeah, man, keep you loving bet. brother. You're an inspiration. All right, man. It's an honor. Thanks. Later. This episode was brought to you by good buds co good buds is a Southeast Minnesota leading cannabis brand that is actively inspiring people to grow their belief in the benefits of the plant while creating a vision for better health, economic change, and community awareness. Their scientifically proven products have gotten raving reviews and are an absolute top choice to boost your overall wellness with a natural solution. And as a social business, GoodBuds prides itself in being a give-first company. After all, we could use a good bud. Find them at www.goodbudsmn.com. And for a 10% discount on your next purchase, enter in TRUE-U, all lowercase, and enter that in the coupon code space upon checkout. Also, be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook by searching GoodBudsMN. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the True You Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Schultz. Until next time, deuces.